So moms and dads, have you ever considered that you are in a theater, on stage, in the chaos of your normal living with little people? We all have felt that way. We are doing the song and dance to get them to do the things we want them to do. And we are trying to do all these things at the same time. We often feel less than confident. Today I have a guest that will be talking about just that. So if this is you, it is a must-listen episode, and you will feel very encouraged. Does your child have a speech-language delay, and you really want them to talk? Do difficult behaviors derail home life, and you know the frustration is a communication struggle? Does your child see a speech therapist, and you wonder, what do they do, and how can I help? If these or similar questions are in your mind, this podcast is for you. Hello, my name is Dina Lynn Rosenbush. I am a speech-language pathologist that has worked with children from birth to 21 for three decades. And in my classrooms, I see you wanting to connect with the heart of your child, but their speech and language skills create a barrier. So if you have a kiddo that has difficult behaviors, needs to expand their language, or learn to say speech sounds, and maybe even receives speech therapy, stay tuned because in this podcast, you will learn how to use your daily life as a tool to communication practice and how to do that practice. You will become confident knowing you are making the difference you want to make. And you will hear success stories of parents who have navigated these struggles already. We'll do this all while focusing on building deep, meaningful connection and confidence in your kiddo. So grab a cup of coffee along with a notebook and pen. It's time to speak in the way your child's brain understands. And that is the language of play. Before we begin, I want to announce that if you're on my emailing list, you know that things are coming from the language of play. And the first one of the announcements of what is coming is now available as a link in the show notes. When my kids were younger and I had this struggle of how it is that I can meet their needs, but I was in the busy, in the chaos, in the song and dance, what worked for me was having a short, tiny snippet of thought to think about. It was an encouraging and focused email that came to my inbox every day that was one small tidbit. I could deal with that. I could read that email and then let the thought noodle in the back of my mind as I started to adapt and think about how this pertains to my life, how it pertains to my child. So listeners, a version of that is what I decided to do for you. There is a link in the show notes below where when you sign up for that link, you will get my emails and you will also get for the first 21 days only a, an encouraging thought, a nugget of information, along with a question to ponder and it'll be free, and it's coming to your inbox every day to just get you focused on one small thing. Every one of these emails will be about 30 seconds or less to read. But your think time can be as long as you want. 
So there you go, parents. That's what I have for you as the first thing that is offered in 2024 from the language of play that is beyond this podcast. So click that link in the show notes, and then you will get your 21 days to ponder a question, a thought, and those thoughts can transform how it is you interact with your kiddo. Because when we change our mind about how they do and what they do, we change the way we communicate. All right, let's get into today's episode with this special guest, Diane Alexander, who will talk to us today about how she molds people and some tips on how she can help you as a parent to better handle your thoughts and emotions. Today, Diane Alexander, who is a confidence catalyst, public speaker, voice and performance coach, and three-time Amazon best-selling author with us today. Over 50 years, she has been teaching voice performance and directing universities and regional theaters. Diane expertly guides heart-centered entrepreneurs, speakers, and coaches to transform stage fright into stage confidence so they can authentically create more audience connection and inspired profitable impact. Now, how does this pertain to parents? Well, moms and dads, I know that we oftentimes feel like we are in a theater production with our kids. So we are doing song and dance to get them to do the things we want them to do. We are trying to do all these things. And as we do, we often feel less than confident. So Diane is going to be talking with us today about how she molds people and how she can help you as a parent. So Diane, welcome so much to the language of play. Thank you. Thank you. Despite that introduction, what people find out about me very quickly is I love to play and I deal with students. I think my youngest one was five up until 80. It's really that what who I would like to really speak to is in the parent is that moment when we get so what do I do so frustrated. That moment is pretty much the same as when you're going off stage or on stage or when you have a conversation that's difficult. And what's important about this is I have five things that want to come out all at once. When we have a conversation with anyone, there's so much more going on than the words. There's the energy level of the emotions. And especially if you have someone who's more in the autistic realm, they really feel things at such a high level and probably better than we feel what's going on inside ourselves. So there's a great benefit to be met and to start to feel, okay, what energy are we in so that we can project it? What I would love to share is when we talk about stage fright, it's really the stage fright mechanism, what it is, how to really unravel it so that the parents can put themselves in a place of receptivity and a place to create more like a magnet so that the kid's gonna wanna come to that space rather than a reaction that is going to want to go away because we're frustrated with something. Does that sound reasonable? I like that word picture. That sounds really cool. So when a parent becomes receptive, when the energy becomes receptive, then we create a magnet to our own child to be able to come to us. I love that word picture. Thank you. So my first tip for the parent would be later, depending on the kid, they can do it, but it really comes from us. People tend to think that I'm going to take everything I have and dump it all on you and you will change. And that's not really how it works. 
So as we learn to become more aware of what's going on with us, we can become better magnets. It's like be the leader, you know, that, that thing. So when fight and flight kicks in, when we're worried about something, when we're stressed about something, the subconscious brain is in control of that. And the subconscious brain's job is safety. It wants to keep you safe. We respond to it physically because it's in the reptilian part of the brain. It's in the part that says, oh, big bear coming. Okay, but it doesn't know if it's a language bear, somebody's not gonna like me bear, what if they don't listen to me bear? It just knows that there's a problem. And when it does that, it kicks us into fight flight. So some people will freeze up, not say anything, and tune everything out. Some people will run as fast as they can to get out of Dodge and find every which way to hide and run away. Some people will want to put up your dukes and I'm going to Okay, I'm kind of a freezer. My husband's a bit of a scrapper. You know, he's more of a fighter. There's a fourth one, which is, please don't hurt me. I'll tell you anything, which really doesn't help either because then they're not giving you the true information you need to make the connection. So understanding which kind you are really makes a big difference. Now I'm going to give you two quick tips to change that. And then we're going to talk about how to shift your energy and learn how to play with it. So you can also become that magnet on command a little bit more. Okay. It is another human up there with their own brain and stuff, but we can maximize our effectiveness with this. So when that fight and flight kicks in, you'll probably notice your head gets tight, your chest goes down, all energy goes to your limbs. So you can either fight, flee, freeze, or be very, very soft and hope nothing hurts you. I think so, that's called fawn, isn't it? Fawning. It's definitely called fawn. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, fight, freeze. Now, I can't do my, my visual for you with the fawn, but yes, it's <laughs> absolutely right. And so when that happens, the quickest way to undo it is the first thing that happens is your neck gets really tight is to loosen it. So have your listeners play with us. So I want you to tighten your neck as tight as you can. Really get a good tightness going there. And now try and inhale. <laughs> it's really hard. It didn't work. I, oh. I, it makes it more tight. Like I tried this as we're talking and it almost like created a spasm. <laughs> we don't want that. No. But when we're nervous, sometimes that's what starts. So how can you think <sighs> about anything else or any mindset trink or think of this when you're, you're almost spasming because you're tight? Yeah. So if you loosen your neck like a little bobble and then breathe nice and deeply, notice it's a little easier. So mm -hmm. two more pieces. So you're going to put your hand on your low, low belly. Bobble your neck. Inhale into your hands. Push your belly out against your hands. And notice it's easier and deeper still. One more. Bobble your neck. Inhale through your nose all the way down to the belly. Let your belly push out against your hands and make it big and hold it for a few seconds. Let it feel good. Let it nurture you. And then exhale it out with. Wow. I've Isn't never that done different? that. It made my the muscles in my spine and around my belly relax. That was really interesting. Congratulations, you've activated your parasympathetic nervous system, which is to calm you down. When we're in fight and flight- Wait, it's wait, like wait, stop, stop right there. That oh. is like so amazing for- Oh, okay. Like, when you think about, you know, in a situation where a toddler is not going to be behaving, to be able to spend that short of a time calming me before I respond, oh my wow. gosh, that's huge. Sorry. Okay, I just had to highlight that. Now go on. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. I do get going quickly. So thank you for slowing me down.
<laughs> but truly, if I taught you nothing else, and I have other things to share, but if there was nothing else you got from this, that alone would make all the difference in the world. Release the neck, number one. Breathe through the nose down into your hands. Push your belly out. Hold it a few seconds. Exhale. I like to exhale through my nose, but some people like to sigh. You can see which one works better. And do that at least three times or until you feel your brain come back. It's like there's a trap door in your brain that's open when your creativity is high and you're connecting with your child. And then the minute something goes, ah, it goes slam and you go into emergency mode. I don't know how to deal with this. What's going to happen? And we get all tight. There's not the best, <laughs> best result going to come from that. This is so great that you are sharing stage experiences. Mm -hmm. This is what people do when they go on stage to speak. This is what they do when they're going to go on stage to act. Mm -hmm. And you've got some of these great, great skills. Thank you for oh. sharing them. Keep going. This is You're good. You're welcome. Oh, I have plenty. Um, <laughs> I would love if we have time to do three more. We'll see. So the second one then is mindset. The problem is, is most people go to mindset first. But when you're in that physical fight and flight, you can't. But once you've breathed, now you're ready to open the trap door back into communication. And from that spot, we can use a few mindset things. The easiest one that everybody is pretty popular right now is that old thing, oh God, I gotta get through this, this is awful. Versus, <laughs> oh, I get to do this, I get to be of service. It makes such a big difference because the energy is similar in the body, but the mindset opens it up because the uh, I got to put you in fight and flight, right? You're feeling, oh my gosh, something's going to happen to me that I don't like. So you're back in that physical spot. But the moment you start to say, oh, I get to, I get to be of service. Don't you notice you naturally start to breathe a little bit more? You're really feeling that connection with whoever it is that you're talking to. And so that alone is a very quick here, I get to interact with this amazing human and I get to celebrate myself that I was able to shift my energy from all closed down to open. I mean, that little celebration cheer, not celebrating them, celebrating you, the parent celebrating the parent for noticing, loosening and breathing, and then being able to come from a more calm spot. And uh, so they get to have to. I'm gonna tell you a little story about my tenor soloist, Fred. My, uh, he sang in church and when Fred would come out for a solo, he'd walk across the stage. You could see his robes flow and he would stand there for a moment. You could hear a pin drop. Everybody loved Fred. One day I got up my nerve to ask him. I said, Fred, what do you do? Everybody loves you. And he said, oh, it's easy. When I walk out, I look out with my eyes and catch the eyes of everybody out there and I send them all love. I thank them all for being here. I send them love. I thank them for celebrating with me. And I went, So it's oh. like the persona and the energy that he's putting on is suddenly all about the audience, right? Is that what you're saying? Is that he's like oh, pouring yes. his love and energy towards the audience, right? like seeing them. Does that come down to that? people being seen, feeling seen, feeling heard, feeling loved, that kind of basis. Absolutely. They, okay. I heard, I love this quote. This quote was feeling seen and heard is to the psyche like air is to the body. It is wow, a say that again. Feeling seen and heard is to the psyche like air is to the body. I wrote that down. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> 
And so if you can go out, it serves the purpose of having them being feeling seen and ease and putting you in a place of service, putting you in a place of love, putting you in a place of giving. Well, this is an interesting thing. Did you know the subconscious doesn't know the difference between gratitude and success? So no. that when you're in a gratitude mindset, it feels successful. So if you're grateful for even, oh my gosh, I was able to remember to breathe before I have this interaction with my child. It's going to also change the energy on, a, on another level. We're so multi-leveled anyway, everything's good if it can be quick. Well, so for Fred, that story, it so impacted me. The next time I had a solo, I went out and instead of going, please like me, please like me, don't mess up, don't mess up. <laughs> I sent love to the audience. I mean, how many of us do that? We walk out going, please yeah. like me, don't mess up. And instead this time I looked out at the audience, I sent them a love, I thanked them for being here. I celebrated that we had this moment together, that we get to have this moment together. And everything was different. Everything was vastly different. Are I you saying my singing? Are you saying that like when you walked out onto that stage that you didn't say those things out loud, but you thought nope. those things so that it was your mindset. Yep. You thought about loving them. Yep. You thought about being grateful for being there. You thought mm -hmm. about, I see each and every one of you. So mm -hmm. just the act of you thinking it changed your energy, changed your mindset, changed your breathing. And now you're functioning different. Yes, and they're feeling it too. Have you ever gone into a party yeah. when someone's in a really good mood? Don't mm -hmm. you just kind of want to go over and hang by them? Yeah. And then comes in the person that goes, oh, woe is me, we're doomed. I mean, who do you want to stand next to? <laughs> but how did you know? Did someone send you a memo? Did someone tell you about them? No, you felt it. Our personal energy fields go way far out and how big they are or the color that they are, or the shape that they are all depend on how we're feeling in the day. But we have control over that. Want a little game? I'll give you a little theater game, how to feel energy. Yeah, of course. I like a game. This is the language of play. Let's play Yay! a game. I love play. <laughs> so this little theater game is called subject, object, subject. And it's really important when people have to have conversations back and forth and it not sound like you're just talking at each other. Mm -hmm. So subject is you. You wanna take a breath in and feel your belly. Notice how you're feeling. Is anything tight? Are you feeling loose? How are your emotions? Check out your shoulders, feel your feet on the floor. You can rub your arms, you can rub your legs. Just really notice how you are. Now you're on subject, that's your energy. So anything you say, you're gonna be really aware of yourself. You're grounded in yourself. Mm -hmm. Now, think about something, see something across the room that really bothers you. And it's getting bigger and it's coming closer. And I want you to take all your energy and toss it on the thing and really worry about it. Ugh, that doesn't feel Do you good. You notice your whole body shifted, yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's when you heard the term, give your power away. You literally are giving your energetic power away. Everything's energy and our emotions are energy and motion. When we talk about the power, you have just given all your energetic power away to that thing and left yourself feeling wobbly. So yeah. here's the fun part. I want you to bring your energy all back, inhale it back, bring it back from that thing back to you. Feel your head, your breath, your belly, your arms, your legs, your feet on the floor. Nice big breath and notice where you are. Okay, are you back home? Now you're back on subject. Now bring your awareness up behind your eyes and look out at that thing that was bothering you. It hasn't changed. 
it hasn't gone anywhere. But do you notice you feel different? That's kind of amazing. Now, does this work? Like I'm looking at you on Zoom and you're using hand gestures and helping me through this. (laughs) Is this something that our listeners going to be able to follow and feel too? Oh, yes. Oh, good. (laughs) Yes, yes. I'm, I'm very animated with the hands. But like I said, we're energy and energy we feel. We feel way above you know, the brain that thinks it knows everything. We have so many more sense. Okay, real quick. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> Did you know you have three brains? <laughs> yes, have actually. <laughs> yeah, the top one that thinks it knows anything, the heart brain when you've loved and lost, and the enteric wisdom center your gut brain, which really is probably the most important at all. But what I found is the challenging part is, is that the heart brain and the gut brain don't speak in English. They speak mm. in feelings. So as we play games like subject, object, subject, we can start to give the brain a new job to come down and how are we feeling? What are we feeling? How can we use this feeling to communicate more? Can I bring my energy back in my own body? Because I guarantee you the times you're most upset, you are on object. You are not on subject. If you can bring yourself back on subject, put your toes in the carpet, feel strong in your lower body and your hips, really keep your energy down in the pelvis area so that you're connected to the earth, it won't be as easy to get that angry again. You can bring your power back so that you can handle and respond to what's going on in a much more grounded manner. Oh my, this is good, good things for our parents because it's really practical to think about like right here, right now, I can anchor my feet right into the ground. I can breathe. I can get control of myself. Mm -hmm. I can handle my own thoughts and emotions. I can think more about the breath in my body and think more about the feeling in my gut and my heart. And when I get centered in there, I can let go of my thoughts about what my toddler is doing, what my child is doing. And when I let go of the thoughts, it helps me return to this idea of how do I want to be looking at them? How do I want to have them feel? And then I'm summarizing here. When you let them feel seen and heard, then that they will feel that life and that breath. And hopefully then they will also calm down. But nonetheless, whether the kids do a change or not, This creates such a change in a parent. So moms and dads, have you ever considered that you are in a theater, on stage, in the chaos of your normal living home with little people? So thank you so much, Diane, for being with us today and talking about these activities of play, but also really helping us do something practical that's going to help all of us, whether we're speaking on a stage or speaking in our kitchen after the bowl of soup has just dropped when we told them not to carry it. Whatever it is, following these strategies will help us calm down and help us be the parent that we want to be in those situations where we are being most challenged at being able to be who we want to be. Thank you so much. And I love, I have to add also that in my little notes I took, I love the word picture to be a magnet. So all these things we just talked about, it helps our parents. There's a principle called entrainment, which is when uh, like two clocks that are ticking will eventually tick together, those kinds of things. And when you have a stronger vibration, it's like I play alchemy crystal singing bowls because their vibration is so pure and steady. 
we're instantly drawn into the vibration of steady. So however we felt, did you feel you had a shift right away in the body? And we can be that bull, that steady, that even vibration for our children. I love that. Thank you so much for being here today and sharing with us here on The Language of Play. My pleasure. Thank you, everyone. Hey, parents, I hope you found this episode helpful. If so, would you please take 30 seconds and share it with a friend who also lives or works with children? I would really appreciate it if you would leave a quick review for the show on Apple Podcasts. I read every review and it lights me up to know that this show is making a difference. Then come join my Facebook community where you'll meet other parents who are dedicated to helping their children grow too. You'll find the link in the show notes. Thank you for joining me. Now it's time to go. Let's pop our kiddos in the strollers and go look around outdoors and see what we have to talk about. Thank you.